0: Welcome to Not So Molly Mormon Podcast. Welcome back to
1: the lovely Not So Mormon Molly. Oh god, no. <laughs> 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 Fell within the first two days. Seconds of recording. Hey, we're human. Uh, we we're think human. we don't edit, so you yeah. guys get to hear that most awkward introduction ever made. Not so Mormon so. Molly.
0: Not so Molly
1: Mormon. Either <laughs> yeah. way, not Molly Mormon. Not Molly Mormon. Mormon. Not so Molly Mormon podcast. Yes. That's gonna be the name of it from now on. <laughs> uh, this is Sarah, the
0: hot mess. <laughs> this is Katie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: The one who has her shit together and oh doesn't God. manage to fuck up the intro. Oh, Good job, no. lady. I've,
0: I've done Good it job. before. Listeners, I have messed up the intro before, and I make Sarah restart. So there's <laughs> there's, there's <laughs> the truth, is that I've messed it up, and then I'm like, okay, wait. We gotta do that again.
1: <laughs> and then I'm just so anti-y'all. I have been on a fix lately, and maybe if you look at my my <laughs> other mini little uh, podcast not podcast, what am I talking about? My mini little Instagram that I have about, like, carbs, curves, and cults where I have just been on a thing where I am over editing and filtering and, and that means in every sense. Yeah. Like, body, mind, soul, all the things. Yeah. Like, I just don't want to do it anymore. You don't need you know? so much filtering. Yeah.
0: Just <laughs> over
1: it. Right. I'm over it. I'm all, all natural. When you fuck up, you just own it. You yeah, know?
0: just move forward. You got this. <laughs>
1: I say that as I'm literally, I just, I need this to be known. It is a 6, 6 p.m. on a Monday. I am not wearing a bra and in sweatpants and uh, haven't washed my hair in a few days. So that's <laughs> happening. Happy Mondays to
0: everyone. Yeah. Where Happy. I am, it's Monday. Monday. It's 9 a.m. And <laughs> I, nor, I am not wearing a bra either. So this is a <laughs> braless recording, y'all. Oh, <laughs> is... <laughs> Yes.
1: <sighs> we just want our minds and our bodies and our titties to be free. Mm-hmm. Liberation at last.
0: Liberation, Liberation, because we're going to be talking about something that I feel like is not very liberating for women. Oh, it's eternal
1: oppression, is what it
0: is. Eternal oppression. Good way of putting it. Yeah, we're talking about Mormon marriage. Dun dun dun. Oh which is
1: you know what I was just thinking about this sorry Katie my you know how my train of thought goes oh, well, you're you're how my, <laughs> I was just so my friend Jay was over last night and for those of you who have listened to our early episodes he was on one episode um anyways we were chatting about like oh my god I can't believe it's been like two and a half years since I've left the church and like how much things have changed and like you know, like, I just can't even believe where I used to be to where I was now, and we were talking about marriage, and I was like, can you imagine if I would have married that Mormon guy who I was seeing, and Jay Um, was like, oh my
0: god, like, it makes (laughs) me feel so sad for you, yeah,
1: exactly, and I was just like, I would have been so miserable, like, so unhappy, just, not living my truth in mm-hmm. any way at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was a guy, and I was talking to him about it, I was like, this was a guy who I felt like I needed to marry just because of the Mormon church and because of the pressure I felt that I was getting old, I wasn't married yet, I needed to have kids. But I couldn't even have an actual conversation with this guy. No. <laughs> I don't think we ever talked about anything deep or serious or... Mm-hmm. I never showed him my true side. Like, it was always this fake side of me. Like, I had to be perfectly dolled up. I had to, like, be super righteous, like, always on edge, always anxious. Like, mm-hmm. I could never just take my bra off and be free. Yeah. You know?
0: Expose your titties and expose your emotions. Yeah, you can't do
1: that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Name of the episode over <laughs> right on there. Uh, But, yeah, and, like, it's crazy to me, like, and Jay and I are talking, like, how I just was so convinced I had to marry him, not because I loved him or because I thought that he was an amazing person who I would spend the rest of my life with and be happy, but it was because, like, okay, he'll do, because maybe he actually wants to get married, too. I mean, we talked about it. That's good enough for me. Like, I'm supposed to get married to a righteous priesthood holder, so guess it'll do. Yeah.
0: That's that's such a huge, huge component of Mormonism is the pressure, the intense pressure to get married. Uh, okay. It's for both men and women. It's a big pressure, but for women, it's like you're validated if someone wants to marry you, and it doesn't even matter. You know, it almost seems like, like you were saying that it, the the love or the passion or the friendship or what all the things that are supposed to go into a marriage it kind of is secondary to like, it's just a commandment to get married and you mm-hmm. need to find someone that, that will do that with you. So yeah, I totally get what you're saying.
1: Yeah, exactly. And like, it just, it really does blow my mind that now that, you know, Katie, you've been in a relationship with your boyfriend for many years. Like I just, am barely hitting the six month mark with mine, but even in the short time, I'm like, holy shit, like, these are the things that are important in a relationship, like, these are the things that, like, the the things that I'm realizing now that are important, or should have been what I thought were important <laughs> when I was actually going to marry someone, you know yeah, what I mean, like, yeah. it's just, like, my priorities were totally not correct in any way, or, like, they were just... Brainwashed. That's uh-huh. all it was. Like that's all I can think of is that I was just like told that these were the qualities I needed in a man, and having number one being a worthy priesthood holder. Which listeners, like for those of you who didn't grow up in the Mormon Church, like you're probably thinking, what the f- what the fuck does that even mean? But it's just essentially like any guy in the Mormon Church could say he's a worthy priesthood holder.
0: Yes, and... it, you could even lie to your bishop about the the questions that they ask you to be worthy quote-unquote and you could still hold the priesthood technically
1: yeah and the thing is, is that like these mormon guys they know that that they can just simply say like yeah i'm a worthy priesthood holder but that also means it doesn't matter if they treat you like shit if they're not nice to you if they're not like actually someone who you want to be with because none of that stuff is as important as being a worthy priesthood holder
0: right right that's so
1: mm-hmm. like and that's like your priority on your list is like they're a return missionary they're a worthy priesthood holder and they can take you to the temple
0: yeah and if it's your that's first it. marriage, if it's your first marriage i think on that list what kind of goes without saying but they have to be a virgin
1: Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So no qualities that would actually make for a lasting relationship right.
0: are on that list. Yeah. That has you nothing know, to do with like, the qualities that you actually enjoy in a person. Yeah.
1: Exactly. And that's why I think it's just so bizarre to think back out my where my mind was nearly three years ago when I thought I was going to marry this guy. And then just thinking about how I was just like, yeah, these are the qualities. Like, these are the things. And now I'm like, what? (laughs) I had never even spent more than a few hours with a guy at a time. Yeah. How the hell am I supposed to know, Uh, like, how I get along with him, how compatible we are, if I could actually open up and talk to him about things, if I can depend on him? how he treats me because he didn't treat me nicely, but I overlooked it because I was like, he's a worthy priesthood holder. Yeah. His dad's a bishop. So there you go. He must <laughs> be a
0: great guy. Let's get married. Like exactly. Um, and, and I think that's a lot, a lot of women and I guess men too, but a lot of people just jump into these relationships without knowing the person, you know, when you're Mormon and they get married right away. They get married without knowing much about the other person and without having sex to even know if you're sexually compatible, they just get married. (laughs) And then, you know, I've thought about that. Like how, if I married someone and I barely, I'd been dating them for three months, we got married and then we had sex. And what if I didn't enjoy sex with him? You're just stuck. Mm I
1: mean, <laughs> I and don't... that's the thing, you know. Like I, you're you're totally hitting all the. Okay, so guys, I want to toot my horn a little bit again because I made notes for the second time. Toot, toot. Um, so that was, was your
0: horn. It. I was tooting it. That was the... <laughs> tooting
1: that horn, but like I made like three bullet points, and basically the three are like pressure to marry young, which we're kind of already talked about. Yes. Second one pressure to have kids at a young age or just pressure to have kids at all and then the third one is sexual compatibility is there's a disconnect there Mm yeah
0: well exactly i was hitting i was hitting your points without even knowing it Mm. oh my god
1: we (laughs) are so insane it's like we got revelation from god and he was like listen you guys need to talk about these three points
0: listen yeah revelation we can all get it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which we'll be getting
1: uh, this upcoming weekend at General Conference. Oh, we'll be yeah. getting
0: all the revelation. Yeah, we'll yeah, get all the stupid revelations. Don't call them Mormons anymore, you guys. I heard a rumor. I don't know if you all have heard this. I guess if you're listening to this later on, we'll we'll know. But I heard a rumor that maybe they're going to say that drinking coffee and tea is no longer a sin. So we'll see if um, if old Mormon Jesus tells Russell M Nelson that you know let's keep people from leaving. Tell them they can drink coffee. <laughs> Don't, don't address any of the, and
1: he was like, uh, what, yeah. do they think that because they can have coffee, they're not going to leave anymore? Like, <laughs> girl, please.
0: <laughs> they short, they shorten church to two hours and they let them drink coffee. So then, you know, they're just going <laughs> to stay. Oh, but God said, but God can't clarify anything else. Don't worry. Just, you know, he'll explain that later.
1: <laughs> exactly. It's like, okay. Oh, God. You can't Anyways. clarify these major issues like, oh, I don't know, a big one like racism or sexism or any of that shit, but no. we're going to clear up the <laughs> fact that we need to be called the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints and not Mormons anymore, yeah, and also you can drink coffee, because God said. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, but we'll see if that's if that's a real thing that happens. I'll be I'll be curious. You heard it here first, if it does exactly. happen. <laughs> anyways so like, so speaking of,
1: um sexism sorry I'm kind of sidetracking a bit which my boyfriend gets so annoyed with all the other podcasts like I, I love my favorite murder you know how they sidetrack a lot yeah. and he's like Ugh, just stay on topic but I do the same thing in our own podcast so <laughs> I apologize for nothing I can't help it um Sidetrack, though I'm just you know putting that out there. The episode or the podcast that Katie introduced me to, unladylike, oh, nice. that I posted on our Instagram story. Like, please listen to that episode if you haven't, because it's talking about. Because okay, so Katie, when she sent it to me, was like, I totally thought that this episode was going to be about how Mormons can be feminist and blah blah blah. But it's not that at all. It's talking about how you can't be a feminist and a Mormon.
0: Yeah, listeners, it's called. So the the podcast is unladylike, and the episode is called "How to Be a Mormon Feminist." Yeah. So look that up. It's real good. Seriously, like
1: everything that she was talking about. Who it's? I always forget her name. What's her name?
0: Uh, Kate Kelly.
1: There you go. I always think it's, like, either Kate or Kelly, and I forget that it's just both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Kate Kelly. Um, she hits so many topics that I was just like, oh, my God. I was, like, taking a bath. I'll listen to it. And I was like, amen. I was, like, yelling in my bathtub because I was like, oh, my God. I can relate <laughs> to this on so many levels. Yes. And I feel like I have so many dear friends of mine who are very, you know, active, um, in the feminist community and like, it was just being strong, feminist, like amazing women and who are also Mormon. And I just think like, you cannot be both. Like no. you cannot. And it drives me crazy like that like, and, try, and I was telling Katie yeah. as well, I was listening or I watched this, uh, documentary on Netflix. It's like they collaborate with Buzzfeed and they're talking about modesty fashion. And they had an LDS. I said, LDS. You're welcome, Nelson. Um, <laughs>
0: Um, you're technically um, not um, supposed to, I think you're technically not supposed to say LDS either. You're supposed really? to say, you're supposed to say the church of Jesus Christ or the church or the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I think like Jesus Christ is supposed to be in it when you say it, or you can just say the church as if they're the only one in the whole world.
1: Oh my God. <laughs> but yeah. then how do they refer to the member? Do you have to literally say, I am a, I am member, a member of, the, of
0: the, church- the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day
1: Saints. Oh my God. I want to punch <laughs> him in the throat. I just can't. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <geez. laughs> Anyways, I'm just going to fuck you, Nelson. This Mormon girl was on (laughs) the episode and she was talking about, like, oh, you know, like, people think that we're oppressed, like, women are oppressed in the Mormon church, but we're not. And, like, modesty is, like, by choice and, like, you know, we want to be modest and, like, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, like, sometimes, like, you see on. You know red carpets when a woman is dressed modest you just think like look at how much more she had like how much more fabric she has to work with and how beautiful she looks and blah 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 and i was like you know what i'm not saying that you can't dress modest i say women dress however the fuck they want to yeah but my whole thing is that like you shouldn't be told what you should wear right and then shamed for not doing what they say and also if modesty or like a modest fashion or however they called it modesty fashion Fashion is so great and so amazing, then why the fuck is it only targeted to women? I know. I'm sorry, but that is by definition sexist. It like, is sexist. it's not like it's there's mentorship. no fashion or market for men in modesty, it's only for women.
0: Yeah, no, completely. And so, yeah, they, they try to do those mental gymnastics of saying it makes me feel better and like we're more beautiful when we wear more, and it's just this dumb. it's it's stupid and i think that it's another way of controlling women they they try to tell them that they have control over what they wear but you they don't you you have to wear what the church says to wear or else you get shamed or shunned and then if you don't wear what they tell you to this kind of ties into the marriage i guess because you can't wear garments and you have to wear your garments to have a mormon wedding you know a mormon ceiling Mm -hmm. you, you know to be married in the temple. And uh, you can't wear anything that shows your shoulders or that shows your knees or that shows your back or any of that stuff. And men don't really have those restrictions because they just wear the normal clothes that men would wear, you know, anyways.
1: Exactly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Ugh, anyways, rant over, but I watched that episode my boyfriend and I was like, Aah! like literally... Fucking, I don't think he's ever seen that side of me because I was just like, "This is bullshit!" Like, ba 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 ba, and he was like, "All right, calm down, calm Modesty down." Modesty culture what? is
0: bullshit. Yeah,
1: exactly. But anyways, okay, so back to marriages. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> so I think it would be nice to like kind of. I mean, I wanted to go into this whole idea of like pressure to marry young because Katie, you mentioned that a bit, like this pressure to marry and. And also we talked about women, but you know, one of the examples I had on my notepad, because I write notes now for the episodes, <laughs> um, but one of the points is actually, it's from a guy's point of view, um, it, so my brother, and I hope he never listens to this podcast, <laughs> dear baby Jesus, please don't, <laughs> um, <laughs> But he he went on a mission. So I have five older brothers, and only one uh, was actually, like, active in the church growing up. And he was the one who, like, he was, like, really good during high school, like, was a devout Mormon. He went on a mission. Um, then he came home, and he had this pressure. Like, and I remember, I think it was Hinkley who first did this whole, like, big like spill at a general conference or a fireside or something where he talks about like the duty and responsibility of a man to get married yeah. as soon as he gets off his mission and yeah. I mean so much pressure and so my brother I remember and like I'm again I'm from South Georgia there are like 10 Mormons in the area you know what I mean like there just are not a lot and so for dating wise it's like near impossible like you have to go to like Tallahassee or like different areas in the south so like florida usually or like the carolinas to Mm -hmm. like meet someone so when he was like going through this phase he was like so all this pressure to get married
0: oh i can imagine yeah it's it's a big thing i think they even tell you on your mission when you're about to end it i i think i could be wrong but dudes out there correct me if i'm wrong but i believe they do tell you that your main focus when you get back is to find a wife yeah, exactly. it's not even to, you know, go get an education or anything. It's literally you find a wife and you start having babies. <laughs> exactly. And
1: and even like, um, I think for women as well, and, or like now, I know in the Berlin mission, because I talked to a lot of the sister missionaries or, I mean, Lisa, who our lovely friend who was on the episode about missionaries would also probably know more but this whole idea of, like, the, the mission president being, like, oh, like, setting people up while they're on their mission still. Oh, God. Oof. And, like, trying to get them, like, oh, you should, like, make make that happen when you get off your mission. Yeah, and, like, so it was, like, this thing. weird setup dating shit. I don't know. It's bizarre. But, yeah, so, you know, so I just remember my brother. And, like, I mean, I'm not to say, like, the unhappiness he has in his life or, like, the problems that he's gone through is direct result of this. But my theory is... It is because he felt so much pressure to get married so young Uh that he just found this woman who, like, he didn't have a connection with. Like, none of the important qualities actually were there.
0: But she was Mormon? She was more. She was inactive.
1: <laughs> he actually brought her back oh. to the church, like activated her.
0: Sounds so weird. <laughs> activated um, her. <laughs> activated her like she's a robot.
1: You have been activated.
0: Well, you know what we are. We're the evil Satan robot bitches. Remember? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which I still want a fucking t shirt of that. We're so make evil Satan
0: robot bitch t shirts. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I would love a shirt, and I would wear that shit all the time. Yes. Um yeah so and and I think because of that like he got married really quickly
0: mm-hmm. and
1: again this is like so much personal information so I hope he really doesn't listen to it but I he's never come out and told me this but they didn't get married in the temple okay, oh, okay. so I am to assume that they did the dirty before right. they got married that's, and that's, that's usually could. what that
0: means yeah <laughs> exactly yeah
1: and ever since then like and he felt this immense guilt like Mm -hmm. my brother's complete personality and everything changed after that like he was just like saddened and like he felt a lot of guilt and you could tell like his entire demeanor changed he stopped going to church actually after that and I think it was to do with the fact that like he just couldn't deal with the fact that like he had broken this commitment and this covenant with God and like he stopped wearing his garments eventually. And he's just like, he's not active anymore, but he's never properly dealt with it
0: ever. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Cause that's, that could be very traumatizing. Like to think that, so for listeners, if you have never been Mormon, if you don't get married in the temple, even if you get married to another Mormon, just in a chapel, um, unless you get married in the temple, Uh, you will not, in the afterlife, reach the highest level of heaven. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a requirement. So, yeah, I I can assume that the guilt you would feel for not being able to have that would be immense. Especially if you still believed in the basic doctrine of it. If you still believe that that's how it was going to go down in the afterlife. Yeah. um, Yeah, yeah. I can
1: imagine. And and that's the thing is that, like, we all warned him, like, don't marry her. Like, you have nothing in common. Like, what are you doing type thing? And, I mean, they're divorced now, and that's a whole other story. Like, I'm not even going to go down that road. And I'm not, again, I'm not even trying to say that, like, this is the reason why things got fucked up in his life. But I'm just the point is I remember as a small child even, like, I think he started dating her. Okay, so not small. I was, like, 12. I'm, like, a small wee child <laughs> at the age of 12. Um, thinking it was weird that he just meets this woman and then he's engaged to her in like a few months and then they're married. I was like, no, we've met her a few times. Like, how does he even know if this is like someone you should marry or be with, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was just like this crazy pressure and he was constantly talking about it. Like, oh, I have to get married. I have to get married. I'm off my mission now. I have to get married. Like, and it's just this, and the the pressure is still the same, you know? Oh,
0: yeah. And That reminds me of um, like singles wards. So for people who don't know, when you're, what is it? When you're 18 years old, you move into a ward that is all young adults. You don't go, because before that, you'll just go with the general population or whatever. But then when you turn 18, you go with people who are around your age or in their 20s. And it's so that you can meet other Mormons and marry them. That's why Ugh, they do it. so gross! <laughs> yeah, it's disgusting, actually. <laughs>
1: I had to experience so many of those in my lifetime, and they are like traumatizing as fuck.
0: Ugh. All those
1: great dating stories that we talk about—like <laughs> almost all of them—are from these dumb, horrible singles wards. Like it's just like Ugh. a meat market. All it is.
0: <laughs> Ugh, awful. Um, so I have the the family, a proclamation to the world up? Should I just read a couple of things from it so people can yes. see how gross it is? <laughs> because this also came out when um, Gordon B. Hinckley, like you said, he did the whole, he was telling missionaries to get married quickly. He also released this, this was in 1995. And so if you've never been Mormon, you don't know what this is, but this is like this document that, Tons and tons of Mormon families have in frames hanging up in their homes, even now still like, yeah. (laughs) Um, So this it basically says, okay, it says all human beings, male and female, are created in the image of God, which can I just pause there for a sec? Like, it's just it's already binary. They're not acknowledging that there's anything besides male and female. It's like you are one or the other. Um, Mm -hmm. And it says, gender is an essential characteristic of individual premortal, mortal, and eternal identity and purpose. So that's their, you know, transphobia showing there. Uh. (laughs) And um, then it just says some other blah, 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 weird shit. But it says that we declare that God's commandment for his children is to multiply and replenish the earth. Uh, God commanded that the sacred powers of procreation are to be employed only between man and woman, lawfully wedded as husband and wife. So, um, yeah, that's the homophobia and then also the pressure, <laughs> the pressure to get married and have kids. Like, it's basically yep. a commandment from God. Um, and it says down here towards the end, By divine design, fathers are to preside over their families and are responsible to provide the necessities of life and protection for their families. Mothers are responsible are responsible for the nurture of their children. Um, we warn, yeah, it says, that, what does it say? We warn individuals who violate covenants of chastity or who fail to fulfill family responsibilities will one day stand accountable before God. So, Yeah, basically, assume your gender roles, have kids, make sure you're married, or God will punish you. (laughs)
1: Uh, As always, they always end it with, like, or there will be consequences in the afterlife. (laughs) Like, you know, like, you will be judged accordingly. And it's like, oh, it's so much fear and guilt-based. Like, I can't. Like, I know you guys probably get sick of us talking about this whole fear and guilt, but it's such a huge part of Mm -hmm. any type of cult, but especially in Mormonism, like, well, I'm not saying especially, but just from our experiences, like, that's, that's something I still fucking deal with constantly is this idea of guilt and being a people pleaser and, like, constantly being like, oh, my God, like, I have this fear, like, what if... What if all of this is wrong, and I get to the judgment day, and Jesus is like, "Bitch, you had that podcast talking shit about me," and so you're <laughs> condemned to hell.
0: You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, it gets embedded deep for sure.
1: It's so deep. I mean, it's because of
0: shit like this.
1: Like, because I, like Katie was saying, people have it hanging up in their home, and like, I mean, because my dad wasn't a member, we didn't really have like temples and stuff like that hanging up in our house. But as a girl, like my my own childhood bedroom, like. I don't remember if I had this but as I was telling Katie, I had this thing called like this poem that maybe you guys have heard of. It's like three white dresses and it's like you know, the white dress you wear as a baby when you're blessed and then the white dress you wear when you're baptized and then finally your white wedding dress that oh, you wear God. to the temple to get oh, married it. all time in eternity.
0: I'm Mormons you know? just eat that shit up. Like they just exactly. love it and I'm just over here like gross please No. <laughs> Uh, yeah I
1: mean I think and I think the other two things that I mean we've talked about a little bit but like this whole sexual compatibility like I have heard that from a few friends of mine who are Mormons and who are still maybe not active or still are active in the church, but talking about their sex life, it gives me the sads. And this is coming from a woman who only lost her virginity two years ago. So like, (laughs) yeah, i experienced, I don't have all the knowledge when it comes to sex, but what I do know is that you should enjoy it with your partner. Like that's something I do know. And that's something that you
0: definitely like, I guess if you are Mormon or I guess any type of religion where you can't have sex before you get married, and if you get married and you end up having a good sex life, like that's really damn lucky because
1: exactly. But
0: I'm sure a lot of people don't because you haven't you didn't try it beforehand, so you don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: And and that's the thing is that like you know you can meet someone who's amazing and you like really think you get along with them, but you might not just have the chemistry and the compatibility just might not be there. You yeah. know yeah. Um, and or then, you could just have two different ideas of sex like you have different sex drives as well, you know, right. like I feel like that's a misconception in all religions and all and especially in Christian religions. but like this idea that a woman has a low sex drive is total bullshit. And yeah. so, what if you end up marrying a guy like a Mormon guy who's addicted to porn? who never wants to fuck you, but just, like, you know, masturbate himself, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, that would be horrible. Like, I, I would know. be a pissed off bitch, let I tell you, if my husband never wanted to have sex with me, or, like, rarely did, or, before, like, preferred to, to watch porn and get off himself, like, I'd be like, yeah.
0: what? Well, and just imagine, like, there's so many unhealthy things involved in a marriage like that, like, so... Also, you're expected to never have sex or be sexual until your wedding night. And then you're yeah. suddenly supposed to know what to do. You're supposed to enjoy it. It's supposed to feel good. But it's not. if you are a virgin and you've never even explored your own body or whatever, you won't know how to do it. It's, it's going to be awkward. You probably don't know how to communicate about sex. And I'm pretty certain the guys don't know how to pleasure the woman because they've never thought about that. You know, they just want their, <laughs> they get their jollies. So. Exactly.
1: Or if they have watched porn, which I do want to say, like, I'm not anti-porn, so I don't want people to listen and be like, uh, she's like anti-porn. I'm just, the point I'm getting at is that most of the porn that is watched in the Mormon community, because there is like a high percentage of men who watch porn mm-hmm. secretly in yeah, the yeah. Mormon church. Mm-hmm. They're nice. using it as a means of sexual education, and that's where I have a problem with it. Right. Because porn is not something you should watch to educate yourself on how to please a woman or a man. Yeah. Okay? Like, yeah. or it's, yourself. It's definitely like, not real life, right? <laughs> it's not real life, and it's not, I mean, none of it is real, and I mean, my boyfriend and I joke when we watch, like, TV shows or movies or whatever we're like, we call it, like, when they have sex, we're like, ugh, it's like movie sex, it's porn sex, it's TV <laughs> sex, because all they do is, like, kiss twice, and then immediately he puts his dick inside the woman, and it's like, <laughs> uh, no, that would hurt, like, hell. You gotta get like, me ready. She's not wet, she's not ready, like, what the fuck? Yeah. And that's kind of what I think that, you know, these marriages, because, like, Katie was saying that you... You have, you're not allowed to touch yourself, so you're not allowed to explore your own body, you're not allowed to watch anything that would be educational in regards to sex, and no. I'm not talking about porn, I'm talking about anything yeah. that well, would be Well, you're not, educational. you're
0: technically not allowed to watch porn, but we all know they watch it anyway, but yeah. Exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. But I mean, not even like any other forum that maybe no. is not even porn related, but just like tells you like, hey, it's like a sex edge educational Whatever program, yeah, that and tells
0: definitely you that. nothing about pleasing a woman orally or anything. That's so taboo. Exactly,
1: yeah. and mm-hmm. so then you have these these two, you know, a man and a woman on their like wet honeymoon night, their wedding night, and thinking like, what do we do? Right, like how?
0: I, pfft. Yeah, even I just if don't the think guy has funny.
1: watched porn or like had you know talked to friends, he still doesn't know what to do because he's never done it before. And
0: each woman is different in what they enjoy. Um, but Uh they don't know that because they've never even touched themselves a lot of times. I know a lot of Mormon women are really afraid to do that. Uh So, um, and then the, uh, another aspect is that you're told, I've, you know, when you're a Mormon, you're basically told, even when you're married to only engage in like, what do they call it? Something like holy or sacred types of sexual (laughs) behavior. So like, yeah, you can't do like freaky, kind of like kinky stuff because you're told that basically God is watching you. And so you can't explore (laughs) And It's just like, God's some weird pervy guy in the corner watching you. (laughs) So you can't, you're not supposed to like remember, um, I think I told we talked about this in during our sex episode a long long time ago about how even in like the 80s and maybe the 90s it was you were told even as a married couple you're not supposed to have like um, or- oral sex of any kind. Uh, yep. Even when you're married, yeah. So <laughs> it's pretty bizarre that you are you go into a bishop's interview and you're married, and he's all, hey, do you ever give your husband blowies? And you're like, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, well, you shouldn't do that, but now I'm a little excited, and it's creepy. Ugh. So, yeah. <laughs> so oh, that's gross. another aspect that's, like, very unhealthy is that it? I don't think they do that anymore. Like, bishops don't ask about your sex life when you're married at least I hope they don't but even it's just kind of creepy that there's that idea that you're policed in your own bedroom even when you're married
1: well and there's still I mean maybe this whole idea of oral sex has not actually been you know like it's not in church doctrine per se but there's still that negative stigma around it like I I I mean, when I was still an active Mormon, I remember being like, I didn't want to give oral. Like, I was like, oh, I'm for sure never ever giving my husband head because that's like dirty, Dirty, right? They they say stanky and sinful mm -hmm. and blah blah blah. They say
0: don't do anything that's not like (laughs) spirit lifting or what's the word like uplifting and would invite the spirit. Like it always has well, to it be is this uplifting. like <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I know but yeah, it's just so weird. You just taught that I think what I imagine is you're taught to just basically do missionary position, which is fine. But if that's all you can do all the time. Also some Mormons that I know, I even know some now, they don't use um any type of birth control because Ooh. they're It was taught a while ago that um, you shouldn't use it because it's, like, basically stopping life, you know? So, God has control over whether or not you get pregnant.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, jeez, I just can't. That's so stupid. You know, it made me think when you were saying that, like, you shouldn't do anything... Like uh, not uplifting, and because God and Jesus are always watching. (laughs) Um, So, Katie and I—we both love Queer Eye. Like, amazing, and it (laughs) made me think of in the latest season, on season three, when uh, the woman who wore all camo. And she was showing her bedroom, and there was like oh. a fire on the night table, the nightstand, a picture of Jesus. And I, can't remember, I think it was Jonathan or maybe Tan who were like, "Oh, someone's like, I don't want Jesus watching me." Yeah, let's
0: turn Jesus the way. This is weird. <laughs> Just a framed photo of Jesus watching you while you have sex. <laughs> oh my gosh, so awkward. <laughs>
1: But yeah, I mean, and the thing is that, Katie, oh, I feel like we should have said this in the beginning of the episode, but hopefully everyone makes it to the end, so, but I mean, obviously, neither yeah. of us are married, and we didn't get married in the Mormon church, so yeah. take everything that we say with a grain of salt, because yeah. obviously, we didn't experience it firsthand,
0: <laughs> I think but we, we, both experienced, we, like,
1: experienced the pressure yes. of getting married, yes. and also, I feel like, we both know a lot of people who are married Mormons uh-huh. and can like kinda of draw on their experiences yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, but just to clarify, like again <laughs> we're not, we're not trying to say that we're like experts because Yeah.
0: You know what though? Like I still get pressure. It's not as bad now, but I still get pressure about why am I not married to my Oh yeah. My boyfriend. Even though we've been we've been together over seven years, lived together for four years and it's this pressure of like, it's just expected of you to get married and to have babies. And I'm, uh-huh. since I don't do that, I think it very much confuses Mormon people.
1: <laughs> they're oh, like, well, why aren't sure. you? It's
0: like, I just don't want to. And but to them, it's something that you need to do. Yeah.
1: Like, as soon as, and I, yeah, I definitely get that too, this pressure. And I mean, I mean, some people could argue that it's not even Mormon related, but just society in general, yeah, yeah. because I, I would say I get this pressure all the time not even from just Mormons but just like oh my god so you and your boyfriend are serious like what now and I'm like chill out it's been like six months (laughs) like or like oh are y'all gonna get married I'm like whoa 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 Uh, yeah and also it's none of your goddamn business and why is that like a, a level of validation like I feel like Know, for totally people in the is. Mormon church and some out, like you're not a serious couple or like you're not truly in love or committed to each other unless you're married,
0: yeah. And that's like definitely not true, as we know, but yeah, it's, exactly. it's like the stigma around it for sure.
1: And then, yeah, like we touched on as well is this pressure to have kids because I mean, yeah, I know of a few Mormon couples who. For whatever reason, didn't have kids for later, like until later in life, or who couldn't have kids, and it was always like a sad talk. Like they were like, "It's a lot of pressure for them," and also people just constantly ask you about it when it's mm-hmm. none of their goddamn business. Yeah, but like, why haven't you had kids yet? When are you gonna mm-hmm. have kids? Or if they ever have, like, I this is the thing that gets my nerves. I remember there's this girl in my ward in in Berlin. And she had a little belly, like, I mean, everyone has a little belly, and she just wore things that sometimes made that belly look more pronounced, Mm -hmm. right? Uh And people would ask her all the time, like, oh, are you expecting, like, another baby?
0: I don't understand why anyone would ever ask that, ever. I
1: don't either, (laughs) I'm just like, you do not ask that question ever. If she volunteers the information, great. If they don't, then shut the fuck up. Yeah, that's
0: yeah <laughs> you're asking for trouble with that question. <laughs> exactly.
1: but also it's none of their business, you know like you're married. so what? Why do you need to have a baby right away? Like
0: mm-hmm. but, but I know that it's it's like really uh what what's I know like we keep saying pressured so I was trying to find a different word, but hey, hey yo. the couples first of all, you're pressured into getting married and then you're really pressured by the church to have kids like it says there in the family a proclamation that it's a commandment to multiply and replenish the earth and you know i think that's part of the reason or maybe the main reason why mormon families are typically so large because they're really it's really you're told like build up the kingdom of god and the way that you do that is to create more mormons so yeah yeah But also, it's, like, annoying, too,
1: because I I know that there's this pressure, too, of, like, if you get married, like, it's not as common, I don't think, anymore, but, you know, just a few years ago, it was still the stigma of, like, as soon as you get married, if you don't have kids right away, you're selfish. Oh,
0: my God. So,
1: like, you know, if you say you get married at 22 because they get married super young and you want to, like, like, just be with your husband, finish school first, Mm -hmm. then maybe travel a bit have a baby around 28, that's, like, so selfish. Oh, my gosh.
0: Sarah, that just reminded me. Um, I'll have to send you this link, and maybe I'll put it up on our Instagram when I find it. But there was this um, talk given by Quentin L. Cook. He's an apostle, or I think he's an apostle, or maybe a member of the Seventy. Anyways, he gave this talk at a BYU devotional a few years ago, and it was all about – how it is a sin and a tragedy that couples when they get married are waiting to have kids and he was Uh, saying that um he compared it to it was horrible it was horrifying he compared um couples choosing to not have children he compared it to like dead babies in the holocaust basically saying uh, yeah saying uh, that like (laughs) these babies didn't have a chance at life and if you're not bringing children in from the spirit world, you're not giving them a chance at life. It was so horrendous and so disrespectful. Like, I couldn't even, when I first, like, was watching it, I was like, oh, he's not going there. Oh, he's not going there. Oh, my God. He went there and he said that. Wow. And, yeah, saying how there's, like, a, there's a drought of babies in the world. And I'm over here like, excuse me, there's overpopulation, you dumb dumb. You.
1: Know? <laughs> Exactly, like, we're already struggling to be sustainable on our own, like, and now you're saying, like, bring in more babies, like, unnecessary, like, white privileged babies into the world. What what
0: he means is, bring in more Mormons so we can get more tithing money, because there are Mormons leaving left and right because they can use the internet, so.
1: Exactly, I did read that somewhere, I was telling that to Jay, but I couldn't remember because, you know, it's me, and I like to think, you it's gotten so bad. I can't remember who I've talked to and who I haven't these days. And I'm always like, no, I, t- I told you that. And they'll be like, nah, that wasn't me. <laughs> but the point is, like, I read something about, like, how there's a dramatic decrease in, like, Mormon, like, Mormons leaving. the. So there's a, a huge increase in Mormon millennials leaving the church. Yeah. yeah. But that I couldn't find an actual stat on it, like, how the mm-hmm. percentage-wise, because the church obviously doesn't, like, tell you how many people are leaving, it's <laughs> yeah, only think, how many people are coming yeah, in, Yeah, they know? still like
0: to claim that they're growing in numbers, but I'm, uh, yeah, I've read that to a bunch of places that, thanks to the internet, and thanks to ahem, podcasts like ours, ahem, ahem uh-huh. <laughs> um, people are finding out the truth about a lot of stuff, and just how harmful the church is, and then they leave, so, yeah, I'd be curious Shoot. to see what the actual numbers are, but I don't know how, I don't know how we could find that out, because...
1: I have no idea either, but I would be really curious about it um, yeah. for sure. So, uh, but well, yeah.
0: yeah uh, anything? What else have we not touched on on the Mormon marriage?
1: I mean, I feel like there's a shit ton there's more, so but much. I'm
0: kind of hoping that
1: <laughs> I'm so elegant with my words. <laughs> um, I'm hoping what will happen is I wish that you guys like maybe. Maybe those who are listening who either, you know, got married while being a Mormon and are still married but have left the church or whatever your story is, like, send it in because, again, like, Katie and I are basing this off of our experiences we've had growing up and what we've seen and, like, our friends of ours, but we haven't been married ourselves in the Mormon church. So yeah. Yeah. Um, if you guys have any stories or you feel like we've left out any major important Thing about this topic like please let us know um, we could always do a follow up episode
0: on marriage marriage um, <laughs> I, I thought one thing we could say maybe before we close up maybe before our closing comments um, <laughs> I think that um, the idea that divorce is pretty taboo um, you're not supposed <sighs> to get divorced but mm-hmm. it, it happens And it. but if you do we've mentioned this once in another episode but I thought I'd mention it again if you do get divorced, um, if the woman wants to remarry, she has to get like the permission from her ex husband to cancel the temple sealing, right? And yeah. then, but the man say that they get divorced, or say the man's wife dies, or something of that nature. Um, the man can get married again to as many women as he wants, technically, and get uh-huh. sealed to them in the temple because it's still doctrine and it's still like in the temple that he will be sealed to all those women in the afterlife whereas a woman can't do that she can't get sealed to multiple men but a man yeah, can so there that's where polygamy polygamy lives on the And that's the thing
1: that blows my fucking mind is that members will say like and i i'm saying this because i used to say it so when people would be like oh you're mormon you like you know believe in polygamy and multiple wives i'd be like uh no they used to but they don't anymore and like everyone knows that mormons don't practice polygamy but then we also know that if a man, you know, his wife dies or he divorces or whatever, like, or no, it's not divorce, but if a wife dies.
0: Well, yeah. Or I guess re- if you, if you divorce, like he can still marry another woman without having to get a temple divorce from her. He it would Exactly. Just, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so like, and then he can have multiple wives and yeah. that's a, that's a common known practice in the church. <laughs> yeah. And yet, we still just, like, you know, Mormons will still say, like, oh, we don't practice polygamy. But you do, because yeah. that's a huge doctrine. And they still, Like, a huge
0: part of it. And they still have it in their their holy scriptures. They have it in there in do- doctrine and covenants. They haven't taken it yeah. out. That was, you know, this commandment, this revelation. Oh, revelations, yay, our favorite. That was a revelation <laughs> from Joseph Smith. And, um many people who actually believe in Joseph Smith and believe in the Book of Mormon and Doctrine and Covenants, they are just a different branch of Mormonism. But they you know, they follow him and they practice polygamy. So they're actually the true Mormons.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So
0: and that's that, and you know what
1: that was one of the big and I've talked about this in that episode before when we talked about polygamy, but that was a big factor in when I left because it's one thing that women are expect- and men are expected to remain a virgin until they die if they don't marry in this lifetime. Yep. And then kind of what they teach you, but not in all the details is that like for a woman, if you don't get married in this lifetime, you will in the next lifetime. And so that's why you have to remain chaste and virtuous and die a virgin and blah blah, blah blah. So, you know, when I was, like, a devout Mormon, I was like, all right, I can get on board with this, I guess. Like, I guess I'll just, like, never marry if it's not in the books for me, if it's not part of God's will.
0: Oh,
1: God. Um, But then I found out that part of the Mormon doctrine is that, like, yeah, you'll get married in the next life, but you'll be married to a man who has multiple women as Mm -hmm. wives already. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So, like, I'm not even like, it's not even like, oh, you'll, you'll, there's like a singles ward up in Celestial Kingdom, <laughs> and like, Jesus is like the main bachelor. It's like, you know, like, it's, you, you go to the afterlife to the Celestial Kingdom, and then you're paired with someone who has fucking like 30, 40 plus wives. Yeah. And and they joked about it because I remember when I first heard about it, I was like, what? come again and they're like yeah so you know like you better not try to marry helaman or like moroni because they'll have like thousands of wives (laughs) and i was like bitch that ain't funny i didn't just decide to be a virgin for this long to die and then be have to share a man with like 40 50 women (laughs) is that crazy how
0: how people hear that and they know it or they'll hear it in some lesson or some seminary or institute thing and they just kind of like Brush it off or laugh about it, and it's like, hello. If you actually believe this, um aren't you a little concerned? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Like that was like the cherry on top of it all for me because I was just like, there is no way that like, because I was like, I I don't see myself like finding like someone. I was getting up in age, you know, I was twenty eight, and I was like, oh fuck, like I probably won't. I'll just die a virgin, but at least I'll have like a hot guy in that, in you know, celestial kingdom waiting for me. That's all mine. And then they were like, nope, crazy nope. cat lady's got to go and get married to, like, a man who has multiple wives.
0: I was like, uh, what? It, 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 it's so, so crazy. And it's crazy to me that people don't make that connection when they're like, oh, no, we don't practice polygamy. I want to say, well, so do you believe Joseph Smith or do you not? because exactly. it's like you're believing him in the afterlife but you're not believing him on the, on this point um in on the real world because and the reason they don't do it is just because they got pressure from the United States to make it illegal that's the only reason it the that revelation of that manifesto in 1890 to say they didn't practice polygamy anymore was just totally to to not get um whatever shit from the government you know
1: exactly
0: it's it's so crazy and it's crazy how mormons just justify it in their head like oh no that was a revelation from god that we're not going to do it anymore and it's like what i don't i don't Uh, i don't understand you
1: (laughs) because it's a buffet style religion i feel like they pick and choose what they want to listen to and hear like and i i was guilty of it so i'm saying oh i did it too
0: i did it too (laughs) yeah
1: it was just like you know what i'm gonna Pick this one and choose that, and I'll I'll believe in that stuff, but just overlook all the other shit, you know.
0: Oh yeah, and Sarah, you know, polygamy when Brigham Young did it, it was different back then. It was just (laughs) such a different time. (laughs) It was to help the poor widows. Oh God, help! Yeah, the fourteen-year-olds need to get ew boned by 55 year old brigham young barf no. disgusting anyways okay <laughs> i'm getting fired up
1: We <laughs> getting fired up over here talking about some mormon marriages and polygamy but yeah. on that note i reckon we ought to say the closing prayer yeah
0: do you have some closing prayer ready
1: um dear baby jesus heavenly father hf um Thank you for this lesson on Mormon marriages and please <laughs> bless our sinful hearts that we will change our minds and no longer give blowies to our boyfriends. <laughs> and
0: our boyfriends are out there like, no <laughs> 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 exactly. Okay, listeners um, also one last thing. Yes. Guys, it's really
1: important to us and we love you and support and we're just like so grateful for your support. But if you could like us and subscribe, that would be amazing. And share us um, with your friends if they might be interested. It would just be real nice if you could go and just give us a little five star on
0: iTunes. on iTunes. If you can give us ratings, that would be amazing because that helps other people find us. And that's a very simple way you can help and we would very much appreciate it. Yes. Other than that, bye! Uh, thanks and bye! <laughs>